KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Kristen Johansson. The city of Philadelphia is working with community leaders in search of ways to take down armed individuals in a nonviolent way. One that has come to their attention is the Bola Wrap a non-lethal device a little bit bigger than a smartphone that shoots a Kevlar cord with tiny weighted hooks on both ends. And a fraction of a second after the officer fires, the cord travels around 500 feet per second, wrapping around the person's arms or knees from as far as 25 feet away. I got wind of this new contraption and the discussion around it, so I arranged to speak with Tom Smith. He's the president and interim CEO of Wrap Technologies. He helped break it down, how the bowler wrap works, and how it's different from other non-lethal tools cops have right now, like tasers. My brother and I started Taser back in 1993, and so I've been, my career has been in trying to bring technology to reduce violence with, uh, with, within society. And RAP came around in 2016. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Woody Norris, who had invented, um, he's a true inventor, invented a lot of different products, uh, was looking at a way to try and stop someone without hurting them. Because everything, whether it's a taser or pepper spray or baton, ultimately a firearm, all of those rely on pain compliance for somebody to be taken into custody by police. And he was trying to figure out a way to do that. And he ended up inventing the, uh, the bowler wrap, which is what we have today. And even during my years at Taser, everybody kept asking me, you know, isn't there a way to do this without hurting them or putting electricity in the body? And this is the first technology that I've seen that can do that. Uh, and uh, I joined his company's president in March of 2019 and uh, recently took over as uh, president and CEO. And this is just, again, it's a, the only tool out there that doesn't use pain compliance. And it's why I'm so excited about it, because, again, it's another technology to really assist to all this. There's a lot of problems out there. We're trying to come up with solutions. And we aren't the only solution. There's not one that solves everything. But we certainly believe we play a big role in a solution for, for what's going on in, in the world today. So since you're so, obviously so familiar with Taser, can you explain what exactly a Taser does to subdue somebody? So the way a Taser works is we fire out, you think of the wired version of a Star Trek phaser. That was really the inspiration for my brother and I. We had two friends get shot and killed in a road rage, roads raid incident. Um, and that's really what got us looking at this space. You know, we have, we can put man on the moon. We've had all these technology of developments, but you know, it's throwing a food ingredient at somebody to burn their eyes, or it's using the caveman's baton that's collapsible, or, you know, the way we fought the Revolutionary War, firing lead at somebody at high velocity. Those were the state of the art to defend yourself. And we ended up buying our mom a dog. And so we looked at Hollywood and you see Star Trek and Star Wars and those movies. And so we went down that path to come up with the Star Trek phaser. And basically the way the taser works, it fires out two probes. Think of it as a positive and a negative. And then it sends electricity from a small battery inside the handheld device through those wires. And it's basically very similar if you're an athlete to a TENS unit that makes your muscles contract and release about 19 times per second. And there's nothing you can do to stop that from happening. But it basically overrides the central nervous system and causes all those muscles to do that. And that's what uh, immobilizes somebody. And then it runs uh, for five seconds and then the officer would then have to either deploy another cartridge or pull the trigger to run another five-second discharge. And then as soon as that five seconds ends, um, there's nothing else going on. And people have asked what it feels like. And it's like hitting your funny bone through your whole body, but about 20 times more intense. It's it's not a pleasant experience at all. And so um, 
we had a guy here in Philadelphia who was tased three times. Um, and that's, of course, after the whole outcry with the Walter Wallace shooting, tased three times and was not subdued. And they finally had to use force and shoot him. I believe he's still in critical condition. Why would a taser maybe not be as effective? Or why would it maybe not work? Usually because of, like, I want to say weight or height, or is there some sort of component there that it doesn't always work? Because I think the mindset for a lot of people, at least here in Philadelphia, is, well, why don't you tase them? And I've also, cops have, you know, sent me videos being like, it doesn't always work, you know, for somebody to be tased. Can you just explain that? Yeah, and and you bring up a great point, right? There is no magic bullet. Even the firearm they shot him, it didn't. The outcome was supposed to be ending the life, and it didn't do that, right? So you don't always get the desired outcome. So that's what we're using uh, technology to try and come up with multiple tools. We we say many times you don't build a house with just a hammer. You have multiple tools. So where a taser might not work is maybe one of the two electrodes didn't connect because it's a positive and a negative. So if one of them is disconnecting or if they're, it's cold in Philadelphia this time of year, and again, I'm not familiar with the incident, but you need two inches, it, it needs to touch the skin. So if they're wearing thick clothing um, and it doesn't get con- contact, maybe the uh, energy wasn't getting into the person. Even if it does go in, I mentioned earlier, it only runs for five seconds. So once the five seconds is over, uh, you know, there's really nothing uh, restraining them anymore. So when you say three times, that was three five second different cycles. I didn't know it needed to touch the skin. So then can you explain, I want to say, describe how this device works? We actually like clothing a lot because we fire out an eight foot Kevlar tether. So another thing is you don't have to be a marksman with our product. You just have to get them within this eight foot range. So if you can point a remote control at a TV, you can use a bowler wrap. So it's very, very simple. And then once that cord wraps around them, it happens in the blink of an eye. It's like literally you don't even see it. It's so fast. It's over 500 feet per second when it's discharged from the bowler wrap device. And then there's four fish hooks. If you're a fisherman, there are Eagle Claw number 12 fish hooks on the end that'll wrap around and they'll grab the clothing. And then the more like if you try to struggle, the clothing becomes part of the restraint with with the Kevlar cord. So we, we actually, the cold weather and the clothing actually makes it even work better because it grabs into more of the clothing, which helps restrain that individual. So the intent is early intervention. Think of throwing handcuffs on someone from a distance that doesn't escalate to those higher levels of force because taser, pepper spray, baton, all require a much uh, higher level of interaction or you know force required by before those can be used. Where this, because it doesn't use pain compliance, it doesn't hurt them. It doesn't put anything into the body. It just is throwing. Think of Spider Man wrapping the uh, web around him, or Batman with you throw the cord. That's what we're doing, and you're re- restraining him and giving that officer the window of opportunity to go in and uh, and restrain this person and get them help before it escalates where they've committed to the fight or before the uh, higher tools have to be used where they can cause injuries. When you talk about the hooks, let's say it was summer and they were to use it, would it go into the skin then? Or which, you know, I mean, may happen, but it's not a bullet like we talked about. It's not a bullet. Yeah, it's they're very, very small fish hooks and they are curved like a, uh, a taser. They're straight, so they're designed to go into the skin because they have to touch. Where these, they're actually regular fish hooks and they're hooked. So think of like a grappling hook that when you throw it over and then when you pull on it, it pulls into the clothing. So if somebody is wearing shorts or a t-shirt or even with clothing, it could potentially go into the skin. But if you were a fisherman and those little number 12s, they're very, very small. You know, that's kind of the worst case scenario with this system. Um, and then we cover a lot of it in training. But the intent of the system, the system is to not use pain compliance to restrain them and get them into custody quickly 
uh, early on in that intervention so that you don't have to escalate. It shoots out of a, a gun looking device or. It's actually, yeah, it's actually looks like uh, your phone. Like it's a little bit bigger than a cell phone. And it's, um, a, we also made it for de-escalation that it does not look like a firearm. So it's very simple. There's a safety switch that once you take the safety off, it turns on a green line laser that allows you to point right where you're wanting to aim. Instead of a dot laser, it's literally a line. And then the device is also vibrating so that the user knows that it's turned on. And at that point, you charge it with charging handles. And then once you have it on your the suspect or the person, you simply push an activation button and it deploys this Kevlar cord out and wraps around the individual. We, we really like to target the legs. It's a bigger target zone, kind of from mid-thigh down. You know, if their hands are up here, we're not going to use it up here because we want to keep it away from the head and the neck because it does have fish hooks on it. So we talk about elbow to wrist if the arms are kind of in a down position. And we've got dozens and dozens of field uses now. We just had one in Buford, South Carolina. We've had it in Minnesota and Florida and Georgia. And so we're actually getting body cam videos now that I can show you of how it actually works in the field and how it's making a difference. If you So if you use it on the legs, can you then also try and use it on the arms? And the reason I ask that is because here in Philadelphia, our biggest issue is guns. And so, you know, we'll hear about a lot of police involved shootings where like, the, you know, someone's reaching into the pants pocket or whatever. And if you just get the legs, I'm just thinking if you go for just the legs, their hands are still free maybe to reach for something. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, some of our uses in California, we have double and even a triple wrap where three officers fired at once. Again, because we're not using pain compliance, there's no downside. Uh, you know, I had been tasered in my career about a half dozen times. It's not fun. Here, I've done a half a dozen times around breakfast and then still gone out to breakfast because it's it's just throwing a cord around them and it's it doesn't rely on the pain compliance. So if you can do it very quickly to load it, unload it and, and deploy it again in two seconds, or if there's multiple officers and they all deploy at the same time, there's no downside. And then how long does training normally take for officers? So, so we do what we call a train the trainer. So we train their instructors because then they will train inside the department. And we've seen the, in, the user training is between an hour and three hours, depending on what else they incorporate. Because really the device is super easy to use. It's more the policy, how where, when do they want it to use? How does it fit within their other use of force options? Those are all the other things that get covered in the training. But to, I, it literally in two minutes, I can put this device in your hand and have you deployed on the target. Uh, and, and it's very simple. It's really all the other things around it for the use of force policy and how they want to use it that really takes some time. And you mentioned that you have a couple um, places that have already been using this. Can you kind of go through maybe some of your findings and some, and some of those, names, some of those places? Sure. Uh, if you want, I know it won't make it into the podcast, but I can show you a video so you can see one work. Oh, I would love for, I mean, I would love for it to make it into the podcast. Well, let me play one. Um, this video, it's about a minute long and uh, it really kind of shows this was, this was in Virginia, uh, Minnesota. And this was a, um, a mental health call. A guy, uh, they, they were picking him up to transport. When they opened the door of the vehicle, he ran and he was trying to break into a building to get away from them. And um, you'll get to see here how they deploy it. You'll one of the it's filmed from both a body cam and an in-car video. And you'll actually see one of the officers is pointing a taser at him. He does not use the taser. The officer with the body cam deploys the bowler wrap. So let me play this for you sit real down, quickly. Man. You're gonna get bowler wrapped if you don't sit down. Sit down right now. Oh. That's the green line laser from the bowler wrap. You can see on his. Sit down. Or you're oh. gonna get bowler. Sit down. Bola, bola, bola. So there you can see it wraps his arms. You were asking about his arms. 
So it's wrapped his arms so that he can't now use his arms. No, we bolted him. So they can go up now, even with the wrap on him, and manipulate him and put him into If it will, we'll go in a well. Correction, Cut this thing. Yeah. That's perfect. Nice shot. Yeah, well, that's the whole point of this thing is supposed to be for, you know, to be a little more lenient than the taser. I mean, right. Th- I mean, that is like the textbook case of where our product is used. You know, it wasn't the suspect wasn't doing anything there that required a higher level of force. Uh, you were able to use the bowler wrap, handcuff him from a distance. Then they can go in, put him in cuffs, cut the rope off, the Kevlar cord off. It's no one else has seen that video, you know, out of, out of uh, it becoming viral because it ended as safely as it could have. And we've had dozens and dozens of uses like that. Now um, we've had it in St. Cloud, Florida. We've had it in LaGrange, Georgia. That was Virginia, Minnesota, Buford, South Carolina, LAPD, Sacramento, uh, Oak Ridge, Texas, Fort Worth, Texas. I mean, we're getting dozens and dozens of uses now because, uh, and most people aren't hearing about them, which is a good thing because we're stopping things before they escalate to the higher levels of force being required. And when you're done, because you mentioned cutting it off. So when you're, when it's used, is it done? Essentially, you can't reuse it? Yeah, correct. It's a, the cartridge is a single deployment and then you throw that away. The device you use over and over again. So it's a razor, razor blade concept. It almost sounds like a gunshot too, but it may have just been your, <laughs> your ambient. Yeah. No, you're, you're actually right. We use a half charge 380, like a starter pistol from a sporting event. Um, and we need that for the speed of the cord because once that eight foot Kevlar cord is out, it creates a lot of drag. So it goes really slow. And uh, that also works to our advantage. Um, any system, whether it's a beanbag shotgun, even a taser, all of them make a sound. So in the video with when we saw the one on Virginia, Minnesota, you heard him yell, bola, bola, bola. That's to let their partners and other people know they're deploying something other than a gun. And that sound startles the person in addition to the line laser being on them, in addition to them getting hit by something. So there's a lot of things that are really confusing that person that are helping, you know, it's a multifaceted approach to get them distracted. So the officers can go in and take them into custody. So um, I understand that there were some discussions with Philadelphia, not saying anything's written in stone, but have you guys had some discussions with like city council, they've kind of come to you, you guys maybe approach them. Is there anything there you can shed light on? Yes. So the the product, the Bola Wrap was brought in um, about a year and a half ago, and it was being evaluated by the SWAT team. The SWAT team at Philly uh, is Philadelphia Police Department is actually who does most of the new technology um, uh, reviews, I guess, or learns about it. So they do have a couple of them there. Uh, we have had several conversations with the agency, um, with command staff, with training staff. Obviously, we've done some training with them so that they know how to use it. Then recently, we also have done a couple of meetings with uh, some community leaders so that they are aware of this, more of an informational meeting. Uh, we had about 15 or 18 very uh, you know, influential community leaders from, from different ministries attend where they could see it in person. I, and then we've had some conversations with various political uh, officials. Just again, we're making them aware of this. Uh, you know, We're trying to make sure that they're understanding how the system works and they hear bullet rap. What does it really mean? The videos you just saw, those are the kind of things that we're providing uh, to to anybody that's really interested so they can learn about the technology. That's awesome. Thank you so much for my only other, this is like not even, it's a tiny question, but what does BOLA stand for? 
I was just trying to <laughs> come up with it in my head. Yeah. So the actual, if you remember the Argentinian boladeros, um, you know, the cowboys in Argentina used the old boladero, which is a handheld cable that had balls on the end of it that they would use to catch animals. So when this was invented, it came from the bola, and then the company name was Rap Technologies, so Bola Rap. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Kristen Johansson, and we'll have another episode out soon. 